Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Girl Hang podcast. My name is Maya. I'm Hege. I'm Josephine. And we are super happy to be here for the second episode of the Girl Hang podcast. Today, we're going to talk about self-care because we are going to have an event next Saturday. So that's going to be so the 11th of November, Saturday, the 11th of November, we're going to have Girl Hang live on Zoom for anyone who wants to join to come on. And that's going to be on the, or it's two days before the new moon and the new moon is in Scorpio on that day. One of the themes with this new moon in Scorpio is that it's kind of a, the very, very tiny beginning of a new beginning. You know, it's like the first light on a new day. So the sun hasn't come up yet, but that first light where you start to like see shadows and light. That's kind of the energy of this new moon. And it's not a heavy energy at all. It's more like an introverted energy. So it's inviting us to go inside and to rest. And that's about resting and charging our batteries for what is to come. You know, this is a new beginning for a lot of us. And a lot of new energies are going to come in. So this is a chance to practice self-care. It's going to be important on this new moon. So if you want to join that, it's free for everyone to join. You can follow the links in our show notes and sign up for the newsletter. And then you automatically become part of Girl Hang that we do once a month on every new moon live on Zoom. And uh, we're going to talk more about the astrology and everything on that event. But today we thought we would kind of dip our toes into the subject of self-care. For me, definitely, it's it's a work in progress, right? And I used to be very confused about the definition of self-care. Self-care was kind of sold to me as this, you, you need to make sure to take baths with rose petals and, you know, all of these things, which is important. I think it's super important to do nice things for ourselves. But I came to realize that self-care actually goes a lot deeper than that. And it's not always comfortable, at least not for me, to practice self-care. So yeah, let's talk about it. How are you guys doing? I'm doing good. I mean, this season, this Scorpio season is definitely different for me than it usually is. You know, it's a new opportunity to look at how you take care of yourself mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically. A thing that is really hard for me is silence. Silence is still a thing that I need to practice more. But that's really, really hard for me to do. And as you said, self-care is not always pleasant. Self-care doesn't always feel good. I think it's a balance. You know, definitely go take a hot tub and enjoy yourself. But also self-care is also really, really taking care of that depth in you. And that doesn't always feel good. And for me, what's really hard is silence, complete silence with my thoughts, with my body, my emotions and feelings, no escape, no distraction. And that's like a theme that has definitely come up now in this season and Scorpio season, because I definitely feel like I'm always in a rush and I I want to distract myself, but my body tries to tell me not to distract myself at the same time. My mind is like, distract yourself, but my body is like, don't distract yourself sit with that so that's the theme that's been coming up for me and I think it's very relevant when it comes to self-care for me the past month have been like the theme for me have been honoring my needs and how do I do that and 
just going deeper into what are my needs and also ask for help and support which is not always easy. For me, it has been really, really difficult. Uh, I'm getting better at it. And as Maya said, it's like a constant practice of trying and failing and then just trying again. So that, that I feel has been the theme for like the last couple of months, but I'm like in a shift now. So from now, I feel that the theme for me is all about enjoying and allowing myself pleasure in all areas. And that is also for me a form of self-care to allowing myself that. And always like self-care is like a I feel like it's that big bucket of everything. Like you can put almost everything inside self-care, like taking care of myself physically, emotionally, spiritually. So it's it's a lot to talk about, but that was what I felt that I wanted to share as of now. It's always also about choosing, choosing myself because my whole life I've chosen other people instead of myself. And these past years has been me showing up for myself and choosing myself. And that's also an important part of it for myself. And again, having an ice cream if I want to, that's also self-care for me. So, <laughs> Yeah, I think for me, it's. I remember when I first started to understand what boundaries were. And people had, I, I had read a lot of books, I'd heard people talk about boundaries. I kind of understood the concept in my head, but I didn't have like an embodied understanding of it yet. This is probably three, maybe four years ago now that I started to really do deep therapy, like trauma healing. And I started to understand that concept more and more in my body. I started practicing boundaries and I realized, I think so far in my journey, I think that's been the most important self-care tool for me to learn. And it's ironic because that's not something we automatically, when we hear like self-care, we don't necessarily think about boundaries. But I just realized that if I'm going to be able to take good care of myself and actually take that responsibility, then I need boundaries. And then in order to do that, I need to understand myself and take myself seriously, take my needs seriously and be able to communicate those, you know. And I guess that's kind of, for me anyway, the definition of boundaries is to communicate our needs with the world and say yes and say no. And and I, I feel like... The more, the more I learn about boundaries, which is also about standing up for ourselves, right, in small and big ways. And the more I learn about it, the more I get tested in a way. I don't know if you guys, if that makes sense, but it feels like the universe is like, oh, great. Let's bring you something where you can practice this, <laughs> these newfound skills. Um, but yeah, I think that's a, that's like a deep part of self-care that... Um, I mean, it's a work in progress, but I've learned a lot. And that's a skill that I'm very happy that I now have in my toolbox and that I can tap into. And then we kind of slip in and out of it, right? We forget and then we screw up, but that's okay too. And that's also self-care to allow for me to allow myself to be human and not perfect is self-care. That is so important. Like to have grace with yourself and knowing that you're human and we're going to make mistakes and that's a part of life, right? And then just hold yourself and have grace and try not to judge yourself. I feel like we're so fast at judging ourselves, but with others, we're like, okay, she did a mistake. Okay. But if we do a mistake ourselves, it's like, oh my God, how could I do that? Like, 
yeah, we need to, or I need to um, just constantly remind myself that, yeah, I'm, I'm a human, I'm going to make mistakes, and that's part of living, and then try to have grace with myself in that as well. Yeah, and I just want to add to that, that I think if we try to live safe in that way, like, I'm never going to make a mistake because I can't allow myself to make a mistake. Then it's very hard to live fully and have all the experiences that we want to have. Because if we're going to, if we're going to live fully, we're going to screw up sometimes. We're going to make mistakes. And that's, that's something that I'm coming to terms with. That's also not something that I feel like I've fully learned yet. I still keep holding myself back a little bit, but I'm able to challenge that more and more. Yeah, because it feels really like limited if like limiting if you're going to all the time go about worrying if you're going to make a mistake because then you're just going to limit yourself. And then we have to just try to free ourselves from that and just try to just embrace that we're all just here walking this path together. And even me also like I come to the terms that my my friend's going to fuck up too. Like we're all going to make mistakes. We're all going to maybe hurt each other and like do mistakes but also like yeah just trying to accept that and yeah just have grace with that i can also add that grace and being gentle and soft has also been a very important part of my uh, of my journey of like taking care of myself because i always been super hard on myself which is a trauma response. So again, deep self-care is trauma work, which means self-forgiveness. It means grace. And I think if we don't have that or practice that at least, then we'll be stuck in these loops. I did for many years. I never gotten anywhere because criticism and perfectionism doesn't get you anywhere. You're just staying in this loop and it's so tiring. And yeah, don't recommend it. I still remember the first time I was relaxed. This is going to sound insane, but I used to be a dancer. So I started dancing when I was four years old. And then I kind of like, it was the only thing I felt. It was the only thing that I actually was good at. So I just kept doing it. And then when it came to choosing a career, I was just like, yeah, I guess I'll just be a dancer <laughs> I don't know for me that sounded like the easy choice which is <laughs> also kind of like what uh, but I come from a family or a whole like several generations of artists you know musicians tv personalities actors actresses directors so so for me to choose something in arts was kind of I was just doing what everyone has done before me so I was in ballet school And then that was the first time I started practicing yoga because that was an offering through the school. And I was so, I had so much anxiety at this point. I had such a, I don't know, I was in such a battle with my own body, um, like a constant war, you know, where my body was just never enough, never performing good, you know, enough, which is insane because my body was really doing the best it could with what I was putting it through. And I can say that now with so much love and affection for my body, but I didn't have that back then. So I started doing yoga and it was very, this very physical type of yoga, you know, Ashtanga yoga, which is very, it's very demanding. But on the end of every yoga session or every yoga class, you have this one position that is called Shavasana, where you basically you lie on your back with your palms facing up and you're just still 
like you said, Josephine, you're just, the invitation is to try to just exist, right? For, for, for a while. And this, some teachers, they do like a long savasana and other teachers, they don't do it for very long, but she was very clear about this. We should stay for at least 10 minutes. And I would like, even like half a minute was so hard for me. I was lying there and being like, this is the worst experience of my life, <laughs> you know? And then this one time she just started saying, focus on your toes, feel your toes, bring all of your attention to your toes, the foot, and just focus on your ankle, feel your ankle, notice your ankle. She kept repeating this with different parts of the body and nobody had ever really done that with me in that way before. Something happened in my awareness and all of a sudden I was like, whoa, I'm, I'm relaxing. And it, it, it dawned on me in that moment that I had never, ever before actually been relaxed. That was my first experience with deep relaxation. I didn't even know that that was possible. And after this class, I had this massive release. I cried for like two hours in a bathroom in school. And I was like, I couldn't stop. It was just this flood that came and I didn't even know why. So ever since that experience, I realized how important that type of rest is. Because rest, you know, if you're lying in bed watching a movie, that's rest. But this deep rest where you're aware you're present in resting and that type of softness. Ever since that moment, I've been going back in, going back into that type of softness because I, I realize how, how important that is. And that's also probably why I pursued a career as a yoga teacher and meditation facilitator and yoga nidra and all of these things. That is such an interesting story you just told now because I also had like a similar experience I think it was last year uh, for many many years I couldn't breathe right I had lots of anxiety that calmed down when I started setting boundaries I started doing trauma work but it was still really hard for me doing breathing exercises every time my nervous system would get in that completely relaxation modus right like just like totally completely relaxed I would freak out I would freak the fuck out my anxiety would be right back like that so it was really hard for me to do like I so wanted to try breath work like more like somatic breath work slowly you know just like feel this like total peace or maybe even a, a sense of high you know be a, like what's it called like you feel like you're almost high I wanted to try that but my nervous system was like, uh-uh, you're not ready for that. So what I did was I would just try to practice breathing with myself, not force it. But when I went through a divorce last year, it was like I was all of a sudden open to trying all these new new things because I, I was totally lost. I was so heartbroken. So I was just like, sure, let's just try this and this and we just see how it goes. So I started doing microdosing mushrooms and also started doing somatic breath work. And of course, first time I did it, I freaked out. But then second time I did it, I was like, oh, is is this how it's supposed to feel when you're relaxed? It was like it tickled and I could 
feel the energy inside under my skin how it moved like in a circle through my body and that was a very interesting moment uh, for me because I realized I'd never been relaxed before and there's this quote on Instagram a lot of women I know have shared it's a quote from Nicola Jane Hobbs where she says growing up I never knew a relaxed woman and when I read that I was like yeah that is so fucking true and honestly I still don't know a relaxed woman I will say you are the most relaxed woman I've met but like I mean someone that I really who doesn't feel shame for relaxing who doesn't feel that she has to like have a reason to relax because none of us grew up with that none of us saw a woman do that so and that is what we are trying now to heal right yeah I want to share something about rest and that is that rest is not something that you need to earn like I know it feels like that but rest is not something that you need to earn and I know it's difficult. I know it's a lot of shame around that because we're like we're conditioned to live in this hustle culture and we're like, go, go, go. And we as women are forced into our masculinity and we're expected to be super moms, super at our works, like go, go, go all the time, eating healthy and all these things like we're supposed to like not rest, it feels like. And rest is a big part of self-care because if we don't rest, we don't have energy. If we don't fill up our own cup, we don't have anything to give. So I know it feels like you need to earn like, okay, I can rest after I go work out. I can rest after I do this, after I do this. We should rest often and not because we need to earn it. Like we should rest often. And I had to learn that the hard way when I got literally stuck in bed for several years, not being able to go to the toilet, take a shower, make my own food uh, because I had been running all my life caught up in this hustle culture and also trauma so yeah just a reminder that take uh, your rest seriously and even though it's difficult and I also know if you struggle with anxiety it can be really difficult to rest we can do do an episode about that later like how to support yourself in anxiety if that's something you're interested in you can let us know but yeah just try to find ways where you can give yourself rest before you're tired. When you're tired, it's too late. You need to rest before and you don't need to earn it, okay? You deserve to rest. And that's also a part of self-care. Thank you for saying that. I needed to hear that today, hey, I guess. So thank you. This has been a huge discovery and learning and it still is for me when it comes to self-care. I wanna say that I, I, I love what you're both sharing. Because to rest should be a natural, or it actually is a natural part of being human. But we didn't grow up with that. We didn't grow up with good examples of people resting. And like you said, Josephine, I've never, I'm paraphrasing, but I've never seen a rested woman growing up. It's its so true for me as well. And it fascinates me that so many people, most of us actually have to learn how to do it as adults because we didn't have role model, models who taught us that rest is important and that you can actually perform much better in the world and for yourself and for the people in your life when you're rested. It's so important and I have 10 years of experience teaching yoga and meditation to people. And this is true for everyone. We have to learn about our nervous system, how it works, how it functions, 
how to, like you said, Hege, deal with anxiety and, and how to regulate and then how to how to rest. And I, I see, I mean, yoga and meditation is just one tool to use. But there are tools like that where this is all set, like put into a science, like a system that you can actually use. But there's so many other forms of that as well. And and yeah, that's just a reality, right? We need to learn, all of us, we need to learn this because we didn't learn it as children, as we should have. I also think if society didn't interfere with us in the way that it does with with all this like hustle culture and all of this we wouldn't actually have to learn it if we were living more naturally because our bodies actually do know how to do this it's built into our system it's just that those natural functions they get kind of lost over time when we keep hustling and hustling and hustling and hustling and i can just add to to what you're saying now maya that what's so cool to see now in our society is that people talk about female cycle that's a topic now that you see on social media I think I even saw like a commercial about it where they talk about that woman has a 28 day cycle and we live in a society where there's only where they're only honoring the 24 hour cycle which is a male cycle and we don't have that our weeks look different our days look different this week now I am what you would call in my inner autumn, right? It's before my period. So I'm slowing down. I'm not exercising. I haven't exercised this week because of the rain also, but my body doesn't want to. My I don't feel like it. I don't feel any motivation. And a week ago, I was at the gym every fucking day and had so much fun with it. And that had been a big game changer for me taking care of myself following my cycle honoring my cycle honoring my season just like nature and not trying to change it but it's of course really hard in the way society is built and of course it's built the way it is for many reasons as well so good and bad I guess but I hope that we can make more room for slow living and honoring female cycle yeah and I mean, we see more and more people being aware of this and taking steps to to building this into everyday life, as we should. I remember when I started high school, I got my period very late. I think I was like 16 or maybe 15 when I got it. Eventually, finally, I got my period and then it was just horrible. And I was like, why did I ever wish for this? Because I was in so much pain and I felt off. You know, I felt like I I don't want to see people. I don't really want to do anything. I want to be stay at home. I don't want to talk to anyone, let alone go to school where I have to be a certain way and dress a certain way and try to be popular, I guess, (laughs) and sit in school and try to listen to what the teacher is telling me. But all of that was just treated as a problem to be fixed. So I was the problem. That's how it was treated. I'm not blaming anyone, but honestly, that's how it was treated. And that's just really sad. That's so sad. And I'm glad that this is changing. And especially in our generation, a lot more women are so much more aware. And a lot of mothers are so much more aware. And I can only imagine like, you know, the things that our generation and also the people younger than us, what they will teach to their daughters and also sons. Because honestly, guys need to know these things too. <laughs> it's a it's it's just ridiculous that 
that they don't. But I guess it's we can't expect them to know all these things if we don't. I mean, I had to also grow up to understand these things because nobody taught me that, okay, this is your cycle. This is how it works. There's four phases in it. It was just like, oh, here's here's the pill so you can skip it every month. But that's also self-care, I think, for me has been also to learn about this. The cycles of being a woman and actually pay attention to it and being considerate of that. Yeah, and I think also just being aware of, like, even if you don't have the knowledge about the different season and like how that looks like, just be aware and in tune with yourself and how you feel through the month. Like when I'm on my period, I feel like my energy levels are like this. Um, maybe I crave something extra. Maybe I, am I more hungry? Am I less hungry? And just like pay attention to how you are different throughout the months. And you don't necessarily need to know like, oh, that's the winter season and that's this season. No, you don't need that. But just be in tune with how you feel throughout the month and start there maybe. I I couldn't agree more. We can also sometimes, you know, always look for outside um, like confirmation. Like, is this right? Is this wrong? But your body has all the answers. And my face, like my uh, autumn face can look different from your face, uh, H, H and, and your face, H, uh, Maya. So it's important to also understand your, like how it looks like for you personally and start to listen and that's so that's so what's so cool with embodiment like embodiment practice is that you really get to know yourself your body well uh something i wanted to talk about as well and i wanted to hear if you guys or your take on this because this has been true for me and i feel like when i was learning about self-care and trying for years and years and years to take better care of myself i wish that someone would have taught me that to choose what's good for you is sometimes really really difficult something that i realized for example is that to have routines in my life is extremely important for me and this is also because i have adhd so I need a structure and planning and organization. It's kind of the, the last thing that I want. Or I used to be like that. I would like be repelled by that stuff because I have a creative mind. I want to go with the flow. I want to just create. I want to be, you know. But then realizing that structure and routines for me is extremely important for me to thrive. So I I had to start to implement that into my life. And that also means I had to quit some things that I knew was bad for me, but that I kept doing because I found pleasure in it, I guess, in the short term. But in the long term, it would wreak havoc on my physical health, my mental health, my emotional health. So I just wanted to throw that out there and, and just hear if you guys have experience with the same, that choosing what's good for you can sometimes be really difficult. Yeah, 100%. So self-care will not always feel good. And I feel also that as you go on your journey, you will eventually find the balance because we're done with tough loving ourselves, right? But we also need to know because sometimes we need to be soft with ourselves and allow ourselves grace but sometimes we also need to push ourselves a little bit so I feel like for me at least I'm learning to find out like when I need to be soft with myself and when I also need to be a little bit harder on myself because sometimes I need a push 
sometimes I need a push because sometimes, like you said, like it's not always going to feel good to do what's best for me, right? And that goes in all aspects of life. Uh, and sometimes I I need to give myself a little push there. So yeah, I totally agree. And I also wish someone would have taught me that, that it doesn't always feel good to do what's best for you, right? Or to choose yourself. It doesn't feel good in the moment necessarily, but down the line, it's going to be worth it. Yeah, so we have to like choose long-term happiness uh, before short-term pleasure. Isn't this that kind of was saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I also had to teach myself that. Um, but I was actually the opposite. I had too many routines. I was too strict. I had too much in my calendar. And I needed to put in time for more play, more flow and more rest but either way it's the same lesson what really helped for me which was a big part of my self-care routine was to embody like reparent myself in other words so I would embody like an inner father or inner man and embody an inner mother and an inner woman and the the, the woman the mother in me she is she always meet me with softness forgiveness and she's very gentle and very nurturing and caring and my and the father in me not that he's like the complete opposite he's also very kind but he's also more strict so for example it's sunny outside I want to go to the beach but I have to do some work then I check in with him what does he say and he's like Okay, this is how we're going to do it. You still have to do your work, but here are two options. You can go to the beach first and then you do work after, or you can do work first and then beach after. But you have to sit down and not earn my way to go to the beach. That's not what I'm saying. But uh, if I want to go somewhere in life, I have goals, I have dreams, I have ambitions, then I need to listen to him as well. That's the divine masculine in me. So these are like the two sides of me. Like I have like these like conversation with me. And yeah, the divine masculine in me helps me have structure. And the divine feminine in me helps me inviting play and flow. But it's hard, you know. And again, depends on the day. depends on where I'm on my cycle and everything. But it's a practice. I had a very good conversation with a friend the other day. And we were talking about this and he said something interesting. He said, self-discipline and routines creates freedom to play and relax. And that's been exactly my experience that before when I didn't have, I always had self-discipline in a way, but I didn't have the structure kind of around myself. So I guess I wasn't super in touch with my masculine like that container so it, it like my energy was more chaotic and what that resulted in was every time I I spent you know everything just turned into chaos so it was this complete like always scrambling to kind of stay up to speed with things and feeling like I was falling behind and always trying to like repair the situation you know and then as soon as I started to implement and it's not I mean it's a balance right so when I started to implement more routines not too many but a little bit and a little bit more structure I could relax more my nervous system could relax more I could feel like I was ahead instead of always falling behind. And that created so much more freedom in my life for relaxation and for play 
and to actually be present 100% in those things, you know, because if we're always feeling like we're feeling like we're behind or scrambling to try to make sense of our chaos, we're not really going to fully enjoy it either when we're doing something that is fun. Like, for example, going to the beach, but then you have this thing hanging over you and you have all this stress and then you're not going to be fully present and able to enjoy that. So that's been surprising for me, really surprising for me to realize that self-care, part of self-care for me is actually routines. I was like, what? <laughs> no, but yes. And it's like talking about long-term happiness. It's so good. I couldn't agree more with you, Maya. And also, I this is something I've, I've said many times, um, that I truly believe that freedom, to really get freedom, is to embody radical self-responsibility. You're responsible for your life. You're responsible for creating your life. So if you want true freedom, that means... You're going to have to sit with your shit and be responsible, you know? So, and that doesn't always feel good, but that, that means routines. That means you need to have that meeting or you have to do that work and sit in front of your computer or whatever your goals and dreams are, but you have to do it. And that would create freedom in your life. That is so, so true words, Josephine. And I also, before we wrap up, I want to talk about something else too that has been super important to me and that is taking a long time give yourself the time to get to know yourself take yourself on dates I don't care if you're married the most important person to take on a date is yourself so spend time with yourself get to know yourself you owe it to yourself to do that and for me that has been like such a journey and yeah I just gotten to know myself so much better the last year and I honestly love hanging out with myself like I'm so fucking funny I have the best time when I'm alone like I laugh I do crazy stuff like no matter what I do I just I can just like I was scrolling through my camera roll the other day and then I just found a movie of me just literally filming myself having the biggest laughter ever and what am I doing I'm just rolling around on the beach laughing having fun laughing at myself like just enjoying my own company I love that so much uh, and I'm so grateful to be at that place and that is all because I took the time to get to know myself and get to know what do I like to do, what do I want to do and then you just take yourself doing that, take yourself on a sunset date, it might be uncomfortable in the beginning, it was for me, I was super uncomfortable doing things alone. Like I hated it. I was on, like, I took my phone and was super like, I didn't want people to see that I was doing things alone. I felt embarrassed. I could not sit on a cafe having a hot chocolate alone because I felt embarrassed. But now I'm just like embracing it. I'm loving it. And so, yeah, just start taking yourself on dates. Give yourself time alone and get to know yourself. Word. I agree. That's so important. Uh, I've always liked being alone and doing things alone. But that has not always come from a healthy place either, because sometimes that's been avoidant behavior or also, I guess, some social anxiety, stuff like that. I remember when I started doing like inner child work, uh, one of my therapists, she um, she had some good prompts and started introducing me to the concept of the inner child. This is many years ago. It took me so long to understand what she was talking about in the first place I was like the inner child like what is she talking about and she always kept like referring to this little girl 
And I was like, what? I thought it was, I mean, at, at the time I thought it was stupid, but I was like, okay, I'm here. I'm just going to go with it. I was trying to figure out um, my anxiety, where what it was and where it came from. But I remember the first time I actually felt like I connected to that inner child. And it happened in like, like this. I've been working with her, with this therapist for a long time. And then I was at the, um, at the supermarket buying food and I fell into this moment of indecisiveness I was kind of standing there just staring at all the fruits and vegetables being completely feeling you know dead inside and I was like I just found it so boring to be there to to buy groceries I was just in that space and then all of a sudden this voice came and was like ask me ask me ask me and I was like okay maybe I should try that and then I was like okay in my head I was like so inner child what do you want to eat and then I like that whole like grocery shopping experience went from being so boring to being super fun because I actually connected with my inner child and she was like I want this and I want that and I want to buy the thing and this thing and it wasn't like the stuff that I was supposed to buy but it was fun you know and I could feel like okay it's almost like the rules all these strict like grown-up rules was just out the window and she got to the side and it became like a fun thing and the dinner got really good and I bought the cookies because she wanted them and it was just like it felt really good you know that's such a great story Maya really maybe I should try that going shopping and next time I I I feel I have no inspiration to what food I want I'm gonna try ask my inner child and ever I never done that before actually so that was a fun story (laughs) but I do like to ask her once in a while what she want to do and what she likes and and the answers you get are quite surprising often and it's definitely self-care and I think I wrote down the other day was that self-care for me was to check in with myself and then I wrote specifically my heart and my inner child and also like alone time it's also been very important to me because I've always been in romantic relationships like all my 20s so I always had someone around me most of the time to regulate me and you know just acknowledge me in general and it's been really fun dating myself and getting to know myself so to add a very important self-care tip masturbation ladies do it and or an orgasm doesn't even have to be the goal but just like massage yourself touch yourself be intimate with yourself and it can both be like sexually but it can also be non-sexually because pleasure has many faces and it can be done in so many ways but like mm, enjoy that's all i have to say about that yeah that is such an important aspect as well and like josephine said it doesn't have to be sexual either just start to give yourself hugs just stroke your arms and just be gentle and just yeah touch yourself it feels good just like try to give yourself a hug and tell me that it doesn't feel good it feels good it's a way of showing love to yourself and for those who, just... since you can't see us, all of us three now are like hugging ourselves. <laughs> I'm sure Hagen said that. Wrap your arms around yourself and just give yourself a good old cuddle. I've done this thing when I've taught um, yoga and especially when I teach yin yoga and these like slower, more gentler forms of yoga. The concept of, you know how you would touch 
a loved one, let's say you're in a romantic relationship and the way that you touch that person that you're in love with, with so much kindness, right? And it's, we have chakra points in our hands. Our hands are extensions of our heart. So the hands are very energetic parts of our body. So just to practice, whenever you do that, you know, touching yourself, however, whether it's sensual or non-sensual, to imagine that you're doing it with kindness, that you're channeling kindness through your palms, from your heart, through your palms, and actually touching yourself in that way that you would touch a loved one makes such a huge difference. And it's going to probably feel strange in the beginning, but you can start very like carefully. You don't have to go to the most vulnerable parts of your body straight away. You can touch your arm and just see like, okay, how does it, what's the difference between just like touching myself and then putting like kindness into it? It's very powerful. And there may be emotions and stuff also coming up if you do that, but yeah, try it out. And after this episode, lots of women were touching themselves. (laughs) Yay! This is how we change the world. This is how we uh, change the, the change the world, make peace in the world. Just gentle touch. One so gentle true. touch at a time. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. All right. This I feel like this was an important episode. I enjoyed this conversation with you guys a lot. Yeah, me too. I feel like we dipped our toes into a lot of important topics as well. So if it's some uh, topic, especially that you want us to talk more about, you are more than welcome to send suggestions to us. Yes, absolutely. So send your suggestions. And we've been kind of talking about many different topics in one talk. So we can definitely go deeper into some, some aspects. And... Yeah, if you're listening and you like what you hear, then like and subscribe this episode. Share with a sister or a friend or someone you think may benefit from listening to this episode about self-care. And what else? You can check all the links that we have in the show notes. There's links to our social media accounts and everything that's happening in our website and also again we have a a girl hang live on zoom on saturday the 11th of november that's going to be linked to the new moon in scorpio we're going to talk astrology we're going to do some new moon intention setting together and we have a sharing circle and it's this whole community coming together and we would love to see you there so follow the link in in, um, the descriptions below and hopefully we'll see you there Thank you guys so much. See you there. Bye. Ciao.